Yo, 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 what up? Welcome to another episode of Salinas Underground Podcast. Your weekly look. Well, bi-weekly, man. We've been been slacking off this we've holidays, man. We've been having too much fun. We gotta bring it back though. Uh, anyway, your weekly look at Salinas, news, events, restaurants today. You'll hear all about that. Um yeah, anything Salinas. Anything Salinas, you can um if you want to reach out to us, you can follow us at Selena's Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, all of those at Selena's Podcast. Uh, follow us all there. You can reach out to us there as well if you ever, like, again, any hot tips, uh, any hot tips like, hey, there's a new bar opening up here. Come check it out. Um, but yeah, you can go ahead and follow us there. Uh, you could also follow the show anywhere you listen to podcasts at this point everybody has their own podcast if you don't psh, get with the program do you have your do you listen to podcasts sergio yeah all the time ah, <laughs> well that was the most insincere answer i've ever fucking heard but anyway yeah you can you can find us again spotify apple podcast google podcast anywhere that really that you listen to music on your phone there's a podcast section there just search for selena's podcast and we'll come up subscribe you can listen to all 240 plus episodes that we have of the show and um including the most recent one (laughs) and today the most recent one today that we're recording right now like uh you heard the voice a little bit ago a minute or so ago is uh today our guest is sergio from stoney's oh that's what we we should have like a live studio audience and like play a noise and like oh you come out and people are clapping but anyway sergio again sergio you you uh from stoney's i that that's that's the only introduction you need right people know people in selena's know what what that means they've seen the red cards around town <laughs> the red but anyway cards. welcome to the show man no thank you man thank you i really appreciate uh you giving me the opportunity to uh be on your show your studio looks really nice right i'm digging it i'm digging it thank you dude it's it's real it's got foam i always tell people it's got foam and everything man i always wonder what those were i thought very expensive pieces of foam (laughs) dude god damn it's looking good it's looking i mean it works it works you talked about it we talked about you know sounds much coming on your show and talking about it and actually now being in here and uh yeah, it's been a long time coming. We've been trying to get this worked out, and we finally got it on a Wednesday. It's pretty right. It's a rare recording day for us, but hell yeah, that's what's the that's the beauty of the studio. Spontaneous. Yes, yeah, the beauty of the studio. Oh man, we've done so many, so many one a.m. recording sessions that the world will never listen to. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh man, or I don't know. Maybe some of those might come out. Yeah. Sometimes we live King's Dead, and we get a little podcasty. <laughs> and we come in here night. and I'm listening I'm to the, the next night. day. I'm like, hey, can I be in the podcast at right. 2 in the morning? The 2 a.m. session. a lot of my mind. Yeah, those are, yeah, exactly. <laughs> those are those are really free. Yeah, like man. Your studio open. Yeah, those, these are freaking conservative compared to those, man. Those are crazy. I don't know. I'm scared to release those to the world. Like, <laughs> people are like, you have those thoughts? Like, I don't know. It's the whiskey. Yep. But anyway, we're here to talk about uh, Stoney's Bistro, I love the, the Bistro. Stoney's uh, everything. Stoney's man, because it's it's got an amazing story, from the mall yeah. to trucks to now brick and mortar to even before that. I'm sure there's there's so much more that yeah that that led to all that. Yeah, man. There's where a, do we start? 
It was a warm summer day in 1972. Ah, <laughs> for real, huh? No, you know what? Um, it's a uh, it's a long story and it's a beautiful story um, on how Stoney's got started. Um, we actually, um, I think we started about seven seven years ago. I think seven years ago, dude. But we literally are following each other because this yeah. is like our seventh year as well. Like. Seventh year, and we started at the same time. <laughs> you got your crazy. studio and, and like uh, parallel July, lives over here. I got we got Stoney's Tap House and yeah. Bistro. Holy shit! Uh, started in um, July as well. My so, goal was to have it open by my wife's um, my wife's birthday. That was the goal, and we opened it up, and here we are. But um, yeah, I think it started like seven years ago. Seven years ago, damn. <clears throat> yeah, seven years ago. Were you always a cook? What? You know what? Um, I always old. loved cooking. Yeah, I always loved cooking. Um, I, when I was in uh, high school, you know, you have your, your elective classes, and they got that uh, cooking class. Home ec? The home ec. There we go. It's for the girls, boy. It's a, the home ec <laughs> class. And you know what? I was I in never that took class. that, dude. And honestly, that's like the most, the most reasonable class. The one that should not be an elective. <laughs> that should be like you don't need biology, dude. Like, why the fuck do you need to learn biology? You like, know home ec is what everybody should be taking. They should be taking that because you never stupid. know what's going to lead you in life. And yeah. I was taking home ec with my teacher, um, and. The highlight of be taking that class is when they took us on that field trip. At the end of the class, they took us to the Cordon Bleu uh, Culinary School in San Francisco. What? Man, Holy I love food shit. and I love to eat. And they had this big old buffet line <laughs> of food and all nationalities type of food. From Mexican oh, food, Japanese food, Italian food, um korean food and when i went there i was wowed i was like oh my goodness i get to try all this food and that's when i got introduced for my first time was to wasabi oh. i thought it was guacamole <laughs> <laughs> i mean it looks like it. yeah and you know what exactly um like going, going on that field trip it was so awesome because we got to walk out through all the different rooms and each single room that you went through was uh, a meat carving, like how to cut meat, how to butcher meat. Yeah. And another room, another classroom was like all about wine pairing. Another one was ice sculptures. Another what? one was about like uh, vegetables, like every single room you went through. But that at the end of the whole field trip, you got to eat at the buffet line. <laughs> and then the whole... That the school it was all it cooked was, by the students, and it was all cooked by the students. Yeah. And I saw those amazing sculptures, and I was really wowed by it. What? And you're supposed to only take electives, I think, only once, and you're supposed to take another one after that. But I took it all three years. Home ec? Yes. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I took it all three years because I I wanted to go back. I wanted to go back, and, and you I really, could. They let you? Yeah, they let me take no, it. Okay, yeah, they yeah. let me take it. Um. I ended up going on the field trip three times, and Duh. the next time I was prepared about with the wasabi. So I knew. <laughs> <laughs> but be careful what, with that green shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Um, yeah, I think that's what set it off. But my first job um, was at a high school. Uh, I started working in the restaurant industry. I worked at Red Lobster. That was my first job, 
And um, I was an alley coordinator. You know, when all the food comes out, you put all the garnishes, you prep the food, you put the pastas on the plate, you make sure that everything looks like the picture, you put it on a tray, you scream at the waiter, server, walk your stuff out, and, you know, it goes on the go. And after that, then, you know, I was, um, my boss would ask me, like, hey, so-and-so didn't come into work, do you want to wash dishes? I was like, sure, I'll wash dishes. So I started washing dishes, and then I would work my shift, then she'll be like, hey, Sergio, so-and-so didn't come in to bake bread. Do you want to bake bread? Those little biscuits. Have you had those biscuits at Red Lobster? Yeah, hell yeah. Those oh are famous. Oh, my God. The cheddar biscuits, biscuits, right? Oh, yeah, the cheddar. So I made the biscuits at Red Lobster. Oh, shit. Then uh, the fry guy would call off, and I'd jump on the fryer. And the guy from the steaks, you know, would come in. They, they'd throw me on the steaks. And then I was a server. Then I was a bartender. And, uh, yeah, that's how my restaurant you know experience started yeah never in my mind did i ever think i was actually gonna get into the restaurant business or be a restaurant a restaurant Entre owner entrepreneur what is that right <laughs> restaurant tour yeah what do they call it the or getting, you know what has been a um your bob from bob's burgers dude <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah so it started at red lobster actually you know i did six years there oh with my boss connie which is she's still there which i have a lot of respect for her man she taught me taught that's me crazy how, how some people there's a manager i had at home depot who last i knew she was still there as well and she's the one that got me taught me the the, the how to manage people you know like how yeah. to be a leader and such a trip you know those people how they just kind of influence you in that life you know what at when i started working there and i was going through that year after year working those uh six years um i always like thought of it like oh man my boss she sucks yeah <laughs> yeah right but what's crazy is that once you grow out of that and then you start being in a different position as an owner or as a boss then you're like oh damn that's what they were teaching me and that's, that's what and that and then now you you like start appreciating that you know the way they were treating you the way right. they were with you because it made you be who you are or who you're gonna be in the future yeah and they knew what they were doing obviously right like well i don't know if they know what they, they were doing because sometimes <laughs> you know you go through it and it's like when you're at home you know you live with your parents or you live with your family you know they raise you and they try to do the best they can to, to, the to, to, their to, to their ability or <laughs> to make you be who, who who you're gonna be in the future and um you know what? I'm very thankful for her and many people in my life that yeah. that that have transpired through this journey to be where we're at right now with uh, Stoney's Tap House and Bistro. Yeah. So you, this was you were at a high school, or we started working at Red Lobster when you were in high school. Yeah, right? I was still in high school. I was going to high school. I was a young father. Um, that's another thing that um, you know I wanted to go to college and go to culinary school. That was my that was the you know, goal. My, that was the goal. Yeah. You know, everybody has a goal. They want to be a nurse. They want to be a doctor. They want to be astronaut. Yeah, astronaut. <laughs> when they ask me, like, what do you want to be? Like, I want to be a cook. You know, I want to be, you know, in the culinary business. Right? Okay, you know, cool. That's yeah. what I wanted to do. I like to cook. I like to eat. No, but I like to eat, to be honest with you. You know, my 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 mom and my family come from, um, you know, Mexico. And they, um, you know, the, my, my aunt and my mother, 
um, you know, growing up as in her teens, they used to cook and they used to feed people out in the street, like street food. Yeah. You know, they used to do street food. Okay. And so that's what there, that's where my mom came from. And, um, you know, making that home comfort food, enchiladas, <laughs> taquitos dorados, con pollo and papas and tostadas de lomo, classic stuff. That's <laughs> what they would sell back in Mexico and Michoacan. Mm -hmm. And so that's how my mom grew up and she brought us up, you know, with that food. And we always had a home, home cooked meals. And so, um, but never in my mind did I thought that I would ever be into the food business industry and luckily my first job was actually being in the food business which leads to where we're at now yeah and so you wanted to you were in high school you started working at red lobster and you were already again you already knew you had some kind of you wanted it was the plan to learn from red lobster and then move on or did you just want no, to be like i'm gonna be what? the best red lobster cook that they've no, ever seen actually um I was kind of forced to work, <laughs> not forced to work, but like, you know, um, I was a young father. Life, um, yeah, life. I was a life. Um, I was a, a dad and um, I was 16 and a half going on 17 yeah. and um, I was going to high school and I had my first daughter, Lydia. And so my mom says, she whooped my butt. She beat me up with a stick. She whooped me, man. And you know what? She, I deserved it. But yeah, she whooped me and she's like, you're going to work. She's what she told me. You're going to work. You're going to school. And you're going to play football. Because I love playing football. Yeah. I played Pop Warner football two years. And I liked it. And I enjoyed it. And I was good at it. And, and so my, that's what my mom told me. You're going to go to school. You're going to work. And you're going to take care of that baby. And you're gonna play football, and I did all four years, all Damn. four years of school. Um, I worked at Red Lobster through high school, and then I took care of my daughter. My mom helped me raise her, and um, yeah, I took care of business. So then you graduated, and well, then you just had to I, you I had, had to go a, into the workforce. Yeah, I had to go into the workforce, man. Yeah. My whole life changed as being a a, a young a young dad in, in this. Yeah, you had to be responsible. I had, and, to, I had to. And yeah, so that's that's obviously very So I worked three jobs. Three oh, jobs. Uh, three jobs. I so worked at Carmel Valley Lobster? Ranch. I worked at Carmel Valley Ranch Resort. I worked at Red Lobster. And I worked at Gino's restaurant. So all restaurants. All restaurant businesses. Oh, okay. And, um, <clears throat> and then uh, I had a, um, a whole transition after my whole restaurant and like life because I was working three jobs from 7 a.m. till 10, 11 o'clock at night. I was getting Fuck. home. I was getting burnt out. I was young and I was able to do it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was getting burnt out and I met this guy, um, Walmer, and um, he came from L.A. and um, he proposed something to me. He was opening up a graphic design studio. Oh. And he was uh, going to start doing advertising and marketing, which was called Blind Eye Designs. And so he's like, hey, you know what? He went to eat at the restaurant. I went to high school with his wife. And he came to the restaurant and he's like, hey, you know what? I think you would do really great doing advertising and marketing. You know, you have really good people skills. You know, you want to come and do it. And honestly, at that point in my life, I was like, man, I'm tired of... Uh, working three jobs. Maybe yeah. this could be an opportunity for me to do something different. 
you know, when you hear graphic design, logos, branding, marketing, yeah. you're like, you're thinking like, whoa, big things, you know? And so I was like, you know what? I was a go-getter and, you know, trying new things. So I took the risk and, you know, I, I jumped into it. And this was like a startup company as well, or this it was, was a an established company? company? No, oh, it damn. was a startup. So it was, that's a huge risk. Not it only was, a was big it a, risk. a new career, completely different career change, but a big. But it risk. was a yeah, but it was a small business that you know there was no guarantee there. You know what? There was no guarantee, and um, it was a big risk. But at the end of the day, at that time, it probably wasn't the best decision. But now that I look at it, it was actually the best decision because everything that I learned doing that business and learning about that business, about branding, logo concepts, marketing, websites, business cards, flyers, mailers, like everything that has to do with business gave me the knowledge to prepare to what I was going to do five, ten years from that time. And so in a way, like if you look at it at that time, yeah, the struggle was really hard. But the outcome and the knowledge and everything that I learned was actually something. Yeah, great. in the long run, it, it, it helped you. Yeah. So, oh, no, no, go ahead. No, no go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say, so then that transition, was it a smooth transition? You didn't transition into the new career and no, everything yeah, was no, we, we trans No, great. we transitioned into it. I, I was getting accounts. I was getting meeting new people. It started opening new doors. I started learning new things. And that's when I started my own business. So when I started working from, um, there was uh, different promoters and managers and event promoters that would come from LA, San Francisco, Las Vegas to Salinas to do events. And we would design all their flyers, all their posters, all oh. their stuff for promotions. So... Um, when I was working for him, I wanted to make some extra money and do everything. So then I build relationships with these with these individuals and also comedians and music artists. So then I started my own promotion company, which was Alejo Promotions. And then you would do shows like yeah, concerts, comedy shows, comedy shows, reggae shows, MMA shows. I would collaborate with oh, different man. event promoters and that would come into Salinas and I would they would hire me to promote their events or I would collaborate with different people to do events here in Salinas. And my thing was entertainment, nightlife, and that's where I developed. Not in, never thought about uh, food. I was never thought I was yeah. never going to get into the food industry or anything like that. And then... Um, yeah, I was like partying. Yeah. Living it up, going places, traveling, you know, going to Vegas, Florida, Atlanta, um, San Diego, San Jose, San Francisco, promoting DJs, doing the whole nightlife, enjoying the whole young life, you know? And then um, my life changed. My life changed, and um, I was diagnosed, you know with uh, stage four cancer four i'm mean, like damn that sounds yeah right it's I'm, I, I'm excuse my ignorance but the higher number is is the the like the more uh dangerous it is is that I, the correct I, way to say it? like if one or four what for well, one to four I, then there's one two three and four and four was one of the highest i well, one of the one of the highest i'm not sure how high now it goes yeah but back then you know seven well it's been seven uh going on six seven years 
So you're you know, living it up doing this whole party. Yeah, thing. you know, I started promoting, you know, from the con from the restaurant and the, you know, doing the, the advertising and marketing to start promotions and you know, having a great time, enjoying life as a young individual. Then I was diagnosed with cancer. And that was just like a whole new experience and uh eye opening experience for me. Right. How can you ever yeah, prepare for something, right? Yeah, it was just like a boom, just hit you from one day to the other. And um, yeah, I, you know, I was, you know, having fun, working, making money, enjoying life. And, you know, everything just slapped me across the face and then everything changed. And then all of a sudden you're fighting for your life. No, I'm fighting for my life. But yeah. the last, the last thing I, I uh, thought about or even crossed my mind was just like hey you know what everybody that has cancer are gonna die anytime soon you know so it was just like damn you know what to do now it was just uh survival mode yeah at that, at that point mm -hmm. and so um yeah um i was in a long-term relationship for over eight years and this is where the whole story starts you know this is, damn this is, it's so interesting after all this you know it, seemed, <laughs> it's, it started with with having a daughter at 16 to this and then you're saying this is where it all starts it feels like we've lived several lifetimes already you know what it's you know? been this is where i tell you that you know when i talk to you certain times and we ran into each other yeah where i tell you that this story needs to be told you know on um and i and it's a blessing and i thank you for letting me share my story you know yeah no and i'm yeah and i'm glad i can and i'm i'm happy that you are open to share it um because really i i am excited that you're here and i've wanted you to come on here because you know again and you sharing your story with me in in our private setting you know and yeah. just hanging out at, at bars i don't know how private that is <laughs> but um but it it really pushed me as a potential business owner and now a business owner, you know, now right. this, this is a registered LLC. When I met you, it was a dream, you know, right. and, but in those conversations, in hearing your story, in telling me, you know, how you persevered, it pushed me a little, you know, in, in, so that's where I'm glad that, you know, I get to share. Cause when I tell people like, dude, you, you need to hear these stories. This is your stories that pushed me. If you hear them, they'll also push you. Of course, you know, I, I'm not going to share your personal story. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that you're coming on here and sharing it on, on our show, because again, you're literally a part of the reason why this all around us exists is because you sharing your story with me, which you didn't have to. You know, we were strangers. You, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you just set up, you just set up your cart at at the bar. Um, so, but that that honestly helped, you know, push. You yeah. know, sometimes where it was just like, I don't want to do it. It was just, I just thought about like, okay, it could be worse. Yeah, you know, people have had had it worse and have dealt through worse. You can put up with this. Yeah, you know. Um, but anyway, I I, I don't want to interrupt the story because that, that it's an it's an excellent story and it's interesting. Again, we're just getting started. <laughs> yeah, we're just <laughs> yeah, we're just getting started. And like I was telling you, you know, you opened up that platform to to tell that story, and I felt comfortable telling you that story when I met you. And um, you know, I there's only certain individuals and certain people that know around us that know know my story and know what 
I, we, you know, I've gone through and, and now millions that, are going to know. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> the millions yeah. and millions are down that. Absolutely. Not millions. You know what? Um, there's a lot of people out there going through cancer and it's very sad, you know, through everything they're going through. And all I want to let them know is that, you know what? Once, I hope when they hear my story that there's always, you know, never to give up and never to lose hope because that's one of the things that keeps me going. And I was very blessed and fortunate to actually uh, meet this individual that um, has listened to me and actually has been there for me uh, that has put us in this where we're at now. And it's not because of, you know, what I've done or what I've learned. Yeah, what I've learned and what I've done is kind of like a certain part of it, but everything is because of this individual and sometimes you know um well not sometimes but i want to give credit to 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 the people that actually have partaken into what we're here for to talk about stonies and yeah. how how it all transpired and, and got here well, when you say that this is just the beginning because it, it seems like after you were diagnosed and you went through treatment all that you you essentially had a, a like a I mean, obviously, literally a life change because it was a life changing experience. But also, it seems like um, your personal life, you know, also sits, like kind of reset in itself. Your your social life. Oh, absolutely! You it know? was a whole. When I say it was a, a whole, like it's the beginning is because it was a whole like three sixty in my life, in yeah. my spiritual life, and in my social life, and um, and and in the and my purpose in life yeah so that's why it goes it was a beginning because um when i was going through what i was going through um you know in my mind i just you know i'm gonna die you know it's just a matter of time everybody yeah. that's gotten cancer has just died and when it opened up my eyes and when i was you know there's that relay for life a big oh, event, yeah. event that they do here in salinas and um i remember I, I I attended the first I attended one of them, but I was I didn't know I had cancer. I was cancer free, right? And then I attended uh, I don't know if it was the second or third one. Then I was diagnosed with cancer, and walking through the whole you know event yeah. and seeing all those lit candles and seeing the pictures of everybody. Man, it gave me some crazy anxiety, you know. <laughs> right, I'm like it's I'm just like, like, hey, this isn't that reassuring, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, you know, when I went there the first time, you know, I, I, you know, you walk through there and you see all these faces, you see all these candles, and you see this big event that everybody's supportive of, and um, you know, you don't realize it until you start going. You're in it, you know. You're you're part of your going through what these, these people went through, yeah, and the pain of the people that have lost people and then that's when it actually like hits you you know yeah. and then you're like dang i'm gonna be one of those little paper yeah candles candles lit and on there and then you just you're scared you're scared man because i'll be honest with you i was scared I oh was yeah scared. Oh, you know man. i have my two daughters <clears throat> you know um i had my two daughters and my family and you know i'm like when is my day coming, you know? And so I was in a dark place, yeah. you know, especially going through chemo, radiation, surgeries. You know, you're trying to find every single cure you could find, changing every single diet you can 
find and taking every single little thing that everybody recommends. And you yeah. know, when you're going through it, everybody's recommending things. Right, everybody's Drink experts this, all of a sudden. Take that, take this. Oh, so and so took this and they're cancer free and so and so did this and they're they're good and so every cancer is different every experience is different every body is different people could take so much chemo some people could take so much radiation you know so many people could take so much pain and everybody's different you know and so at that point i didn't know what was i going to go through and so i was in a dark place man I'll be honest with you. I was in a dark place. I mean, you, yeah, you have to come face to face with some questions. And this was a young age. You, I mean, you were how old at this point? Man, at that point, well, it was seven years ago. I'm 37. Like, I was barely going to be in my 30s, early 30s. Yeah. Early 30s. Yeah, come on, dude. Who, who's ready? I'm 32, and I'm still <laughs> like, damn, what am I going to do when I grow up, man? You know? I'm like, that's crazy. That's nice. <laughs> and it's, so, yeah, so, again, I, 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 I could not begin to think how two years ago I would have had to have faced my own mortality and been okay with it. Fuck no. Yeah. It would have been, it would have been impossible. Um, and how long would did the treatment take? Cause obviously, um, well, it was, it, worked. it was for a while. I mean, I mean, I did my first chemo treatment and that took about a year. Then after that, that in between that chemo treatment, I was doing radiation and that took another, another year two years that i was going through I had, oh, i've had fuck. i've had uh four surgeries two rounds of chemo two rounds of radiation i coded twice um i had fluid in the sack of my heart so that was another surgery so yeah man it was a lot of holy crazy shit. stuff going on you know through the whole process a multiple year process a multiple year process and this Uh, whole time are you in between the treatments because like it's a year but it's you're not a year in the hospital bed or something right could you or could you walk no um i was in the hospital for about a couple months i want to say about eight months my mom eight uh, months that's that's yeah eight months to recover yeah because i had a i was a thymoma cancer it was a tumor that latched that that grew the size of a softball latched to my lung and it just fed off of there and grew the size of softball and they opened up my whole chest cavity took it out and then after that they decided to do chemo and radiation to kind of get rid of the cancer and then it was a three-month process every three months i was getting checked getting checked checked. and then um, after that it went away and that's why i say it's a long process i mean it's been a long journey is because it came back twice so Oh. Yeah, it came back twice, and um, it's been actually three days ago. Uh, me and my wife celebrated. It was a, it's been two years now since I haven't had a blood transfusion, oh, wow. which I still have my port. But um, every for two years prior to that, I was going every single month to get a blood transfusion. So I would get blood from three different individuals once a month every 30 days for two years and they had like special blood or something no i would just like people you know people get um transfusions oh just oh, people donate you know if you yeah. donate blood yeah you know what i i'm glad i'm able to be in this platform to to let people know is like how important it is for them to donate blood if it wasn't for those people that donated blood you know everybody's different blood types and if there's not enough of that blood type they could be an individual out there that needs a certain type of blood type and if they don't have it they could die so it's very important that 
everybody that donates or if even if they haven't donated to go out there and donate at least one pint of blood because they could be saving a life so imagine for two years 12 months out of the year i was getting a blood transfusion and i was getting three units every single month every 30 days i was running out of blood something in my body was eating up all my red blood cells where what? i wasn't able to to um you know sustain all the red blood cells yeah so it's killing them so i would have to go to the hospital sit in the sit in the chair and um you know get a, get three bags three units of blood yeah i would sit there for about six hours do you wait were you all tired before you started and then you well, were when all I would energized go in there, yeah oh when i was in there like before i go in there, i would be like dragging my feet sometimes they would take me in a wheelchair because my hemoglobin level was like at six percent you know six it would be at six normals 13 14 is normal yeah but i was just dragging um you know my feet every wow. single time going in there and a big shout out to all those lovely nurses in the transfusion center they're so amazing and uh memorial must have, must have got <laughs> to know you yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what it, it's actually you know i gotta go stop by and say hi to them because i haven't been there in two years now so it's been well cheers to that do you have i don't know if you have any yes. more beer but cheers to that man yeah, that's no. good good to yeah hear. so that was that story with that man i mean you know it's been a journey and i so just want to let anybody out there that would be listening that's going through cancer is that never give up never lose hope you put it all yeah, in god's you, hands dude you yeah that man that's a quite a journey um and yeah in two years two years of, of it not, and so well i'm now i'm trying to get this whole so you started Stoney's so while you were going well, check through, this out. So through treatment? Yeah. So this is where it gets, this is where the story started, and, yeah. you know, going through everything. Um, then after, you know, going through treatment stuff, I, I moved into my house. Uh, to, I've actually moved, no, not to my house, but I moved in to my mom's house. I was in a long-term relationship. I moved into my mom's house. I slept in her futon in the living room. Keep in mind, I used to be an event promoter, party, life, yeah. all this stuff. Left everything that I used to do before because I was sick and I was going through. My mom took me in, lived in the futon. I had a you know couple hundred bucks in my account, and um, yeah, man, I stopped. I didn't. I couldn't work. Couldn't do anything. I slept in my mom's living room, and I was just going through the process, you know, of my treatment. Yeah, and that's where my journey started. Um, I started getting back into my feet, started feeling better. Uh, before that, before I got sick, I was working at a um, a place right here downtown, right across the street, uh, El Callejón. Uh, Spados. Yeah, it's called Spados. Remember when it was uh, called yeah, Spados? Spados, <laughs> uh, Brick House, the El Brick Callejón, uh, um, Old Town Bar and Grill. Yeah, yeah. oh shit, yeah, Old Town Bar and Grill. <laughs> OBG. Well, yeah, OBG. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> OBG, you remember oh, that? Fuck yeah, dude. so, um, you know, um, well, there was a, um, a, a gentleman there that um, opened that place up, and I was start, I just got hired to do, uh, I didn't get back on so I started managing and uh, doing event, nightlife and entertainment there. Okay. I started doing some events there and, you know, bought a couple bands and going to the treatment and, you know, trying to get back myself back in the feet, on my feet. And then... Um, so you were still doing the same thing, but just a light the version thing, of light it. Light version. Yeah, yeah I'm not going version. to Miami or Atlanta. Yeah, I was just doing going all downtown. that good stuff. <laughs> you know, I wasn't doing all that crazy stuff anymore. And so, um, yeah, I just started there again. And um, that's where I met my wife now. Um, 
It was she a worked. crazy day. No, she didn't work there actually. Um, there was a day there was a private event. I don't tell the story the way it was. So it, was like, it was a private event. We'll change all the names. All the names are changed yeah. for privacy purposes. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was a private event, and um, somehow the, the the speakers went out. There was a, a DJ, and this whole thing. The speakers went out, and she came up, and she was there with like a couple of her friends. I never seen her before, mm -hmm. so she walked up, and she's like, "Hey, Sergio, you know how you been feeling?" I'm like, oh, I'm feeling good. Thank you. You know, it's like, um, back uh, off, stranger. Yeah, I was like, stranger, <laughs> danger, <laughs> danger, danger, stranger, stranger, danger. Um, no, so she, um, she came up to me and started talking to me. She was like, oh, how you been feeling? You know, I know you've been feeling not feeling well. You been? I was like, I never seen this girl in my life. You know, and she was with other girls. So I started talking to them and I bought them shots. I was like, oh, you know, have some shots and relax. The music's gonna go back on. Started talking to her. Anyways, so I started talking to her and then um, I ended up getting her number and um after that you know we started talking we started talking and um you know i i, I couldn't work anymore after that because i started going through my uh i started doing chemo radiation but pretty heavy duty and so i couldn't work there anymore yeah but um she kept coming around you know she kept visiting she would come visit me at my house she would bring me like desserts because i love desserts so she started <laughs> bringing me desserts and then she would take me to the beach and she would read all these scriptures. She had just came back from a retreat in Spain. She saw the oh, Pope. Damn. She saw the Pope and she did, you know, all these other, you know, all the traveled and did all this thing. Well, she came back and, you know, at that time I was in a dark place. And um, she started reading books to me, uh, you know, and got uh, about the Bible and God and you know hope. on the beach, oh yeah, on the beach, super romantic. First of Bro, all, I mean, super romantic, very romantic. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this girl doesn't even know me. She doesn't even have to spend the time, yeah. a day, to be there for me. And um, I started liking her. You know, I started liking her, and um, that's where the journey started, man. Um, she would take me to church at seven in the morning. Damn, and I'm not a morning person. Hell, no. I mean, well, you know on. what? She started taking me to church. I like Jesus that much. Yeah. <laughs> I liked her that much that I was willing to wake Damn. up. I started liking I like her so much. Jesus, like, so I'm gonna do it. Yeah, <laughs> I started liking her so much. I started waking up at that time Seven. just to go with her. But you know what? It started. Um, it started to really bring a light to my spirit at that point. Uh -huh. You know, and um, on top of me liking her, and she was there for me, and so. At that time, I was I had a lot of medical bills, and this is where everything's going to go. So it's a, I'm, gonna, I'm I'm lining everything up so you guys can understand oh, how I'm loving this. Stuff. We got got to man, and uh, so I'm not gonna make it that long. So um, oh, she man. um she would take me to church. She would um, you know, be she was there for me, help me out, and I, I had a lot of medical bills coming up. And I wasn't, um, you know, I didn't have no money. So my mom had this idea about having some fundraisers and making tamales. We started making tamales on social media, bro. First and last time I ever do that. <laughs> we did some orders. We did over 3,500 tamales, maybe oh, even more fuck. in two days. 
So that's how the whole culinary thing started. We started doing tamales, and then um, I started getting. Wait, back so you on were trying feet. to raise funds for your medical bills? Yep. So you started selling tamales on like Facebook, Facebook, <laughs> yeah. and the that's hustle. where you're like, "Holy shit, I'm gonna make some, some money!" Some stuff. <laughs> what? Oh my god! Okay. I was like, "Okay, this is gonna start." What? Yeah. So we started, uh, you know, <laughs> holy. Shit. Online promotions. No, we started doing selling See, the tamales. The medical system does work. Yeah, started tamales. <laughs> yeah, social media, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. And then I started helping one of my buddies doing uh, events. Uh, I started getting back on my feet. Um, I started doing events. Uh, the tattoo festival ink at the bay. Um, tamales still? No, or? no, no. Um, we started doing tacos. Okay. So they needed they needed a uh, they needed a vendor to sell food at that event, and so. I borrowed a taco cart, then I borrowed a canopy. I I borrowed a, uh, one of those meshes they put on the canopies, you know, yeah. the regulations from the health department. Yeah. So I borrowed that. When I got my business license, got a health department permit for the day, and I ended up doing the Ink at the Bay taco. I mean, the Ink at the Bay uh, tattoo festival for three days. It was my mom. It was my daughters. It was my my fiance, well, my girlfriend, my wife now, my and then my brother. <laughs> we had a taco cart. We were doing tacos, quesadillas, burritos, fruit cups yeah. for three days. Oh, we're like, damn, you know. Yeah, I was like, this makes money, you know. And then you know, yeah. we back to the food stuff that we were doing. So I rate. I ended up um, saving my money, and then I in invested that into my first taco cart. You know, those taqueros, backyard taqueros. Yeah. So I, I went, did some research. I found a couple of them in L.A. And um, L.A. taco carts. And they're like popping back over in L.A. Taquero thing was going, you know, like back sure in the days. Have, yeah. You know, like back in the days when DJs, everybody wanted to be a DJ. Then all of a sudden, everybody wanted to be a taquero. <laughs> <laughs> so so I ended up, makes the carts is making yeah. bank. Yeah. So I ended up uh, investing that money into a taco cart. I posted on social media. Never in my mind that I thought that I was going to get into the catering business. Yeah. Keep in mind, we love doing food. We love, you know, doing what we're doing. I ended up um, investing into a taco cart, and I posted it on social media again. This is how powerful social media is. I posted a picture of it, and there it is. Um, my taco cart, all shiny, brand new. <laughs> and I just posted my brand new toy. Straight Can't wait LA. to break it in. <laughs> yeah. All the messages start popping up. Hey, I, I I'm having a I need a taqui, I need a taquero for my daughter's birthday. I need a taquero for a quinceañera. And I was I never knew like where it was gonna take it. So all these submissions started coming in in yeah. my inbox and people want to know. I didn't even know anything. <laughs> I don't even know how to price, how to charge, how yeah. much meat to, to buy, and none of that. So then I started doing my research. I started, I got the auto shopper. You know all the taqueros in there? Yeah. Called them up. Hey, how much you charge for 50 people? We charge this much, this much, this much. Includes this, this, this. Took my note. Call the next one. How much you charge for this many people? So then I, um, when I was working at the restaurant, when I was promoting at the restaurant, I called one of the cooks and I was like, hey, if I'm going to cook for 50 people, how much meat do I buy? How? <laughs> And then he's like, oh, so many pounds of meat of this, so many pounds of meat of that. So I took all my notes. I was like, all right. So I did my first backyard gig. Did my first backyard gig doing tacos. 
Then I got my second one, my third one. And my mom would help me out. Cause at that time, you know, I was going through everything I was going through. So I wasn't able to work. So Yeah, and that, that's also what I... I, I I still find amazing and I want people to also keep realizing is you're going through stage four cancer treatment at this point. Yes, sir. <laughs> In between all of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean to laugh. I, I mean, I, no, I laugh like, in that, in that, that, that is such an, it's, that's an amazing spirit. And again, and that amazing that you, you know, were able to do this. Um, your now wife was able to, to pull you, you know, to help you through this and all these other people, everything, how it all came together. And it's an amazing story. So anyway, you do, yeah. you do your first, we did our first couple weeks, and the next thing you know, we started getting books Saturdays and Sundays. Then we started doing weddings and started doing different events, and that's where Alejo Catering came along. At this point, and before that, it didn't have a name, really? It was just, it didn't have, have just, a name. Yeah, it just, didn't have a name. It was just, for, you know, just, yes, just, just, let's just, just hit me this. up, yeah. Yeah, let's just do this for fun. You know, it was a, well, we're doing it for fun, or not not for fun, but to help, you know, to, yeah. to bills. And yeah, and people were... There was demand for it, so why yeah, not? Yeah, demand. It. We're just doing it, and um, yeah, a lot of individuals were involved. You know, my brothers, my parents, her parents, you know, her herself. And keep in mind, she had her career like she had her own business job that she worked for. She worked at Macy's at Clinique for over fifteen years. She managed twenty-two employees. She was running a one point no two point something million dollar counter. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. she was, she had her own stuff that she was doing, but we started, it was started snowballing. Like it started getting busier and busier. And um, yeah, we ended up, um, you know. So it turned into Alejo Catering. Then turned into Alejo Catering. Yeah. And then we ended up, um, we needed a trailer for our taco carts because then now we needed two taco carts. Yeah. And after that, we ran into this individual that was selling a funnel cake business with um the whole trailer funnel cake carnival food uh business and i didn't need all that and we took the risk and we're like okay let's do so you needed the trailer though right? i needed the trailer yeah. but the funnel cake stuff was in there <laughs> and the guy was like oh i'll teach you how to make funnel cakes and deep fried oreos and corn dogs like the carnival does and i was like i really don't need that and uh, elvia which is my wife now she's like you're crazy you don't need that just buy the trailer i go but what if we could do this and do that she's like sergio you're crazy I'm like, <laughs> okay let's not do it but then um i convinced her and we ended up getting a, a funnel cake business with the stuff that we we're doing so we started at the at the uh old town we did the old town uh, farmer's, farmer's market okay we did the old town's farmer's market then we did the the baranda Sanborn and Baranda Farmer's Market every Friday. We started doing funnel cakes, carne asada fries, you know, uh, 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 Twinkies, deep fried Oreos, chili cheese fries and corn dogs and all that carnival stuff. And then after that, um, we ended up going to a different farmer's market. And then we um, started looking at different venues and places because we started growing our people. And that was only once a week. And then all our followers were like, where are you at on Mondays? Where are you on Tuesdays? So we ended up opening up our first business inside the Northridge Mall. Yeah, that's where I, I mean, I didn't meet you there, but that's where my Stony store journey begins. <laughs> and that's where Stoney's transpired. And that's where it came from. And everybody, uh, well, not everybody, but a lot of the people that comes up is like, where do the Stoney's? name come from or like why stonies you know it's like what is it and they're curious about it 
you know, yeah. and um, you know, we that's where the whole thing came came about at the mall. At the mall. So, uh, yeah, because at that point it was still Alejo Catering. It was Alejo Catering. And so when we did the uh, the farmer's markets, it wasn't Alejo Catering or it wasn't Stoney's. It was um, Gio's World's Funnel Cakes, which um, I, when I met my, my girlfriend, well, my wife now, my girlfriend at the time, you know, she got pregnant. I was blessed with my son because the doctors told me I wasn't going to be able to have kids and, you know, chemo, radiation, all that stuff. Yeah. Everything. And your body... You know, I was really blessed in which uh, I was told I was going to be a dad again. And that's what made me even fight even more to stay alive. And so I named, um, you know, what we named, um, uh, you know, our the, the farmer's market business under our son, Gio. And then so when the opportunity came to open up in the mall, I really wanted, that's where the whole branding, advertising and marketing came into yeah, play. In the, all the history. In the history yeah. of that. And I was like, okay, well, we can't, I was like, we can't call it Alejo Catering cause, or Alejos, whatever we're going to do. And originally we were known as Mexican food, you know, enchiladas, taquitos, burritos, tacos, all the Mexican. Great well, it's so food. funny hearing this story and knowing the Stoney's menu of today. You can see it all comes coming together. together. Some things are don't they aren't there anymore. Some things are are still there. Yeah, some it's, things it's, are even meshed neat, in. Man. Some are even Fuck. meshed in with where we came I'm from because you. I didn't want to lose. Yeah, that. I didn't want to lose where we came from. Yeah, and even if you look at our logos from Alejo Catering, from Geos, from Stoney's, uh, Fresh Fun Food in the Mall to Stoney's Tap House, if you look at the logos, there is an icon or something and each single logo that represents each of each each thing to be to where it's at now yeah dude that's so you know that i, I freaking love that. again you have to listen to this episode and then go to the restaurant it'll be a whole different experience now if people start looking the at the yeah if they start looking at our catering website and our, our page and our stonies and start looking into the whole thing it all starts making sense on how it goes and it has its own unique story on where it led to where it's at so um yeah we ended up I, I i my daughters we were trying to pick a name yeah when we're in the mall you look at all the restaurants in there they're all corporate franchise names i couldn't go in there with what we had because it was going to make sense you know it has to make sense to people you have to brand it, it has to have good colors you know it has to be noticeable it has to stand out mm -hmm. and so um when when we were um trying to figure out what we we're going to call it um, you know, everybody knew me as Alejo because of my last name and then I played football. And then, um, you know, everybody knew Geo's because of the funnel cakes and the ballpark stuff. But when we used to do the tattoo festivals and all the events, um, a lot of, well, a majority of people would refer to our food as stoner food. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because it was all munchy food. Yeah. It was munchy food. And that's where, like, the whole name kind of came out. We did the tattoo festival uh, one year, and then the next year, well, we did it for three, four years, or four, four, five years, I think, we did the event. So there was tattoo artists that came from all over the place, from Spain, Australia, New York, Vegas, everywhere yeah. they came in, they would come to the modern fairgrounds and do these events and i would do deep fried oreos photo case carne asada fries bacon dogs and all that stuff so 
You know, they would be like, hey, Stonies, what's up, man? Hey, <laughs> man, what you got? Hey, hook me up with some food. And so my daughter was like, hey, dad, every time we go to the tech fair, everybody calls you, and then they call you, hey, Mr. Stonies, hey, Stony, <laughs> Mr. Stony. And so that's where like the whole name came about. It was because of the events that we used to do and what people would call. Yeah, call and it. the food that you, and the food that you that did would, just because you didn't even want to, just because. It just fell into like, place. Yeah, the, yeah the, it the, just, the, or the trailer was there. The, the, everything was set up and the guy taught you. That's yeah, yeah, and it just fell into that. And my daughter's like, what you? so not kidding you, I went to sleep. I woke up at three o'clock in the morning. I, I, in my dream, I remember sketching, sketching the this logo that I seen with the name, and then I added the flame from Alejo Catering. Added those elements into it. I took a, I wrote it on this little paper napkin. Took a picture of it. I sent it to my friend Raúl Magallanes, which is a graphic design studio. Everybody knows him as Comega. Big shout out to him because. He's the one that actually, you know, branded. He took the us. vision and vision. Made it. He took yeah. the vision and put it into place to be what it is now. And I want to give him credit for that because he actually, you know, gave us that stepping stone to get to where we're at with with the look of yeah. our of our look of our of our name. And yeah, so that's where Stonies came about and it just started getting people's curiosity to know about the name. All right, we had to take a quick break there. For we had a, a first city break. We had a first city break. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we were talking about your the graphic designer that put it all together. Uh, again, the guy that took your vision. And, yeah, Roll came up. Um, yeah, Roll would. Do and this all. was one of the guys that you worked with all those years before. Yeah. So when oh, I worked shit. at the graphic design studio, when I was telling you that I used to work at a graphic design studio, uh, Roll was one of the designers that I brought in to work with us as a designer and then a couple years later me and me and eddie guajardo and raul decided to open up our own graphic design studio and we were like 19 or 20 years old at the time Dang. and it was called a, a different design studio and um yeah, we opened up a graphic. ADD? ADD. <laughs> yeah, because we wanted to be different, you know, a different yeah. design studio. And that's when the whole real estate market was booming. Everybody wanted business cards. Everybody oh, wanted okay. mailers, yeah. flyers, websites. And yeah, we own our own business, our own design studio at 19, 20 years old. And we learned a lot. And those individuals like themselves are where they're at because of the experience that we just threw ourselves out there yeah and um when a decade later you reached out back to him yeah no so when I was, yeah your... so no he always designed stuff for me he used to do all my promotional flyers my event flyers my logos any project that i had i would always call him up and um he always backed me up man i was really blessed to have him as a friend well he's still my friend and you know to have him brand and create great images. And he came up with the color scheme the stony he came up with the original stonies the red white and blue color yeah. schemes and then um after that that same concept my my friend now that i went to high school with which is one of our barbecue uh pit masters uh that i brought into our team with stony's tap house he is the one that cre actually created he's a designer himself oh, and he created the stony's tap house and bistro logo with the barley and the flame and kind of created and the, the same concept cool. and the tap and he made the tap and that's where he came along and built that that entity into that so and then so you opened stonies up at the mall yes 
which, um, like I said, that was my introduction to. I remember going there, because um, uh, again, no no disrespect to the north side or anything, but a lot of it, like you were saying, it's corporate. You know, that's where you go: Outback, Applebee's, Buffalo Wild yeah. Wings. That's where McDonald's. All that- uh, you know, Panda Express, yeah, Subway, yeah. Uh, so I was Cold like, Stone. like, I'll go to the mall. The mall always has the food court. Always has like one or two, like a Jalisciense or something. You yeah. know, like they always have something, a couple things that are local, right? Um, and I walked in and I saw Stoney's, and they caught my eye. The the color again, it, it's funny because it all worked. You know, I, yeah. The the color scheme caught my eye. Everything looked really nice and clean. And then I looked at the menu and it was, it was, it was like stadium food, you know, it was, something, <laughs> different. It was different, you know, and it was stuff that like a hot dog, a real, a good hot dog, you know, like it's really hard to find, not like a little wiener schnitzel thing, which I mean, don't get me wrong that they're good and they do the job, but yeah. um, it, it's slightly different. And I remember getting my food and just being like, holy shit, this is, this is exactly what I was expecting. Comfort food. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so I was like, oh, let me see where this changed from, you know, yeah. like, uh, like I, I bet they're just like a West Coast chain. They seem like a small, you know, like, I don't know how they got a franchise here in Salinas. And then I looked it up and I think at, at this point, I think the weekly may have already done or somebody did a thing. Yeah. And it was a local thing. It said, oh, no, this is a, a one off place. This isn't from Salinas. It's yeah. it's it's and I was like, wait, what the hell? <laughs> like, the, And um and yeah, so that that not that I would go there like every day or anything, but. Definitely, when I was on the north side or when I went to the mall, like I specifically was like, now that I know it's a no local place stop. and it's cool, you know, I like yeah. the food. It's the only place you can easily get a bacon wrapped hot dog like that. You can just know. Or a baked potato. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, and then I didn't really, you know, and I was just a customer, but then I, you started taking, at some point you got. Uh, carts right because they're not trucks they're carts yeah um and so and how long after you opened the brick and mortar stonies did you get the the red cart i mean it's kind of iconic the the red trailer yeah Yeah, the The red red trailer trailer. yeah the red trailer so there's food trucks and there's like trailers they got these trailers going yeah because these don't drive you have to yeah you have to pull them with with something yeah yeah you have to pull them with your truck and um yeah um i probably i got it two years after being in the mall and the reason being is that um the mall got bought out by a a different company two years after that so my one of my friends was one of the leasing managers there at the mall when it was owned by the previous owners and um he told me like hey serge you know what Uh, the mall got bought out different companies coming in they're gonna reamp the mall they're gonna do this this and this and that I'm not going to be working there anymore. So I was like, okay, cool. So I was like, all right, I got to do a backup plan. Just in in case, you know, something happens later on, which I'm glad I did. And um, so, yeah, so we started, uh, that's when Stoney's, the original Stoney started being mobile. Yeah. And started mobilized. Yeah, mobilized and started going and doing different events. And just because of the name, we started getting invited to a lot of different events all over, you know, San Jose, Oakland, Modesto, Madera, um, you know, all the way down South County and up north. We were getting invited to different yeah, events. Yeah, because that's a really catchy name, you know, yeah. better than like, oh, Sergio's Comfort Food, you or know, Gio, like, come on, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Stoney's really stands out. It, 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 
it's 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 a good name. It's a it, you know it really. And you know what's fun? Not funny, but like it's like people always ask like, where does that name come from? What does it mean? Or what? It, if I was to have it, if I was to still call it Geo's World's Funnel Cakes or Geo's, you know the way I wanted to call it. Well, we we called it at the beginning. You know, people are not really gonna ask about it or uh. or be intrigued about it. But what made me change the name or look at something different was because I did a Google search and then I started looking at the names. And all, when when I put the name in, all these pizza places and Italian restaurants started popping up here and there. And so I was like, well, well, that's not really us. Our format and our concept of food was ballpark carnival and like uh fair food yeah. that we were doing because we were doing candy apples funnel cakes deep fried oreos <laughs> baked potatoes yeah. corn dogs bacon dogs stuff you get in the street like street food carnival food and like amusement park food in yeah. one place so you don't have to if you wanted to get a funnel cake you didn't have to pay uh admission fee to go get a funnel cake with strawberries oreos yeah like right. ice cream and all that stuff you know so that's what our model was and that's what we wanted to create but then I always had this itch about doing other stuff. You know, I started getting into barbecue food, you know, pulled pork. Yeah. I started getting into like other types of uh, uh, food, brisket, not brisket, but I'm sorry, uh, uh, tri-tip and uh, shrimp and fish. And I wasn't able to do it in the mall. I wasn't oh. able to. And that's where, you know, you asked me like, oh, why, how did it transpire you getting the truck and getting everything? Yeah. Um, I wanted to start bringing different food in there, but I, I wanted to do a burger because we were like, oh, do you guys do burgers? Do you guys do fries? And I was like, uh, we did do fries, but we didn't do hamburgers, sandwiches. Subway was next door. McDonald's was on the other side. Yeah. So there's certain rules and regulations that you cannot do. Oh, something. really? You can't do certain things. <laughs> ah, what? And I was like, oh, no burgers. When people put restrictions on me, like, yeah. oh, you know. So I started getting my food truck, and that's, that's when we started testing out different stuff pulled pork sliders barbecue pulled pork grilled cheese sandwiches um philly cheese sandwiches you know that's where my creativity and the stuff that i loved and craved and i, I knew people wanted i started doing them out of the food truck of the food trailer yeah okay so that was more like an experimental thing it's kind of like um well, Alvarado, you know, we're drinking Alvarado here. You could go to their restaurant in Monterey and they have that little area where they make beer and it's exper their experimental stuff. Yeah. Or you go to the Salinas one where you get the Mai you get, you know, the Mai Tais, the whatever, you know, the craft stuff. The things that you know that they're they're always gonna have. You yeah. Know? But yeah, but that was that's cool. So yeah, so you use the, the truck as a as a platform to experiment to be yourself, to do things that you've wanted to experiment. At this point you've you're pretty comfortable in the food industry, I, w I would yeah. think. You know, you've been doing the catering. You had your brick and mortar, and then you had the the trucks. And well, now fast forward all that. Not not trying to, to skip anything by, but I, I really definitely want to get into the newest endeavor now, which is yeah. Stony's Tap House. Yeah. So you're back at a brick and mortar, but no restrictions i'm assuming that this is what you, well, can, yeah, you well, can sell burgers yeah no when um the whole the food trailer um gave us the opportunity to try different things and see what customers were attracting to see what they liked you know doing uh uh fish tacos yeah. with handmade tortillas yeah, doing oyster tacos um you know doing things that we couldn't do inside the mall and 
Alvarado uh, Street Brewery gave us the opportunity to be in their patio for about a year and a half. Yeah. And that's where I was able to experience, uh, experiment with different foods, seeing what they liked, pairing stuff with beer. Uh, yeah. And that's where we got all, I got, I started like having fun. It was more like having fun. Things that I wasn't able to do in the mall, I was able to do in the food truck. Yeah. And in that food truck, we would we would drive it to the the um, Santa Cruz tequila tequila and uh, no, it was a taco tequila and taco tequila? festival. Yeah. yeah, taco and tequila festival at the there we did at the Inc at the Bay. We started doing all these events everywhere in in, uh, in uh, different cities. And at the Alvarado, I started getting um, creative and pairing our food with the beers. And that's where, like, that's how it transpired to opening up Stoney's Tap House and Bistro, where it's craft beer and food that's diverse and it's comfort food that you're gonna get in one place. Yeah, and it's and it's kind of been designed to go with it, right? You know, yeah, you got the beer and like that beer is specifically there. You know, it's. I mean, I was gonna say it's not Budweiser, but it. It would be Budweiser if Budweiser paired good with some of your food. Right. I guess what, so but which you know all of the beer you have there kind of goes with it. Well, one of the things that really got us motivated was that the beer that's just, you know, the whole craft, the craft industry of beer is booming right now. Yeah. Everybody's all into craft beer right now. And craft beer is like with our food it's it's craft you know you, we, we craft this food we, we bake this food we made our own ingredients we mix different things together like we got a mango fusion shrimp taco with mango salsa and shrimp and cabbage and, and you know our barbecue pulled pork grilled cheese with bacon and sauteed onions so you're mixing all these flavors mm -hmm. together in a sandwich so the thing is with craft beer you're able to mix different fruits different wheats different barleys different you know etc yeah to make your own craft beer to make it your own taste your own profile your own taste buds so us being at alvarado i started hang you know kind of like watching how they made the beer and how they put things together and how they came about you know canning it giving it the brand giving it the image and the profile so i was like wow this is kind of like what we do with our food so i was like well at that tap house that we're at it was just beer they didn't have food so i was like what would it be cool is that to open up a place where you could get craft beer from local places all around this whole county and put it in with our 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 craft yeah. food and so that's where like stoney's tap house and bistro came about and then and it's like yeah i love that, that craft on craft there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's local craft beer, and and again, Stoney's Tap House. Gotta shout it. I gotta let her know where it's on Main Street, Highway sixty eight, right on the edge there, right yeah. the Knob Hill Shopping Center, it, uh, right by Zeff's One Stop. Right. Well, it, yeah, it's it inside. Yeah, it's inside Zeff's um, Wine Bar Building. It used to be the old Portobello yeah. restaurant right across the street from Gino's, right in the Knob Hill Shopping Center. 1366 yeah. South Main Street. Right on That's the where we're at. We have an outdoor patio, 24 craft beers on tap. Uh, we're rotating those throughout the uh, the weeks. We have different um, uh, different beer from different uh, breweries 
and I, our main focus is focusing on a lot of local stuff, local local craft beer, you know, in the surrounding areas, just like the beer, but also like wine. You know, um, when I used to work at different restaurants, um, they really wanted to uh, us as servers to pair the food with the wine of the whatever the customer was ordering and that's the same thing we want to do with our with craft beer it's like you know oh when you oh what do you want to drink oh well what are you going to order to eat you know it's like okay you're ordering fish you're ordering ribs then oh i recommend this I recommend, yeah oh what do you normally drink you know that's what the questions that we ask and we want to give our customers that experience that they could think outside the box. So, you know, there's a same, you know, most people drink, oh, Corona, Modelo, like the, the regular, you know, stuff that they're used to drinking. So we want to get them outside the box to drink something different that's similar to what they drink that pairs well with what they're eating. Right, and that's cool because they could be like, oh, I don't, I don't drink that kind of beer. You know, I don't drink that kind of beer. It's too strong or something. Like, no, nah, dude, the food you're going to eat with it will compliment it like it'll back you up you know yeah. it's not, no, and you're, then not just, different. you're not just drinking that because like you said if you're at alvarado and again and i don't don't mean to pick on alvarado i love we obviously love alvarado but um when you're at a place that just serves beer and you don't like a beer or a beer is, is kind of kicking your ass yeah you either don't drink it or you you suck it up and you deal with it you know yeah. but if you're at a restaurant you can be like oh, can i get some fries you know can i get some french fries or <laughs> something you know to to really to to back you up yeah i mean there's a reason why beer and wine gets paired with food you know? right because they do complement each other yeah. and sometimes when yeah some of these fucking beers locally well as delicious are they are they just kick your ass you know they yeah. just fuck up your taste buds you know and you need something to bring them back to life yeah. And that's where the food, I think, really comes into play. And I love that, again, you guys think about that. And then that, that goes into the preparation of the beer menu and the food menu. Is that like, hey, these have to work together. Absolutely. Because we're not here just to get people stuffed or get them drunk or something. No, like, and that's one of the things. About. that well, This is one of the things that we actually have fun with, especially um, with our uh, pitmaster, Hondo, that we partnered up with. And then also Manny. Manny is a good friend of mine that um, worked with me at Callejon. Everybody that works in this restaurant are people that I worked with or I have a relationship with that are involved in the food industry that I know create great dishes to be a part of the team and develop what we're trying to push with the Stoney's brand. Yeah. And they're all local, so they get and the local, all local people. Yeah, they get I mean, if I could tell you about Manny, I mean, Manny... Um, I worked with him for quite some years. His dad's well known in the in, in, in Old Town, open you know opening the El Camarón and different restaurants and doing seafood, ceviches and all this uh, great fruit from Sinaloa. And then Hondo, um, you know, doing he's doing competition barbecue uh, from Texas and Kansas. And I went to high school with this guy, you know, and yeah. and I and I bought food from him. You know, doing he, he had his pop up tents and he would do his pop up sales on social media. I would buy food from him. He would buy he would bring his family to my to the our food truck and he they would buy food and then you know, vice versa. I would go buy barbecue plates from him. And one day I told him like, "Hey, bro, one of these days we're gonna do something. Like we're yeah. gonna collaborate. We're gonna collaborate somehow." And that's what I always wanted to do is collaborate with with different breweries, local breweries, uh, wineries. 
and local people here that have a vision about making and serving great food. And I brought those two guys on my team and it's been it's been a journey, man. And this is where we're at now. And my wife's she went from makeup cosmetics to running the kitchen. Yeah. She's in the kitchen running the like a boss. She's running I mean, she used to manage twenty two people, you know, and I told her, I go, you know what? Like this stuff is snowballing. Like, you know, it's moving. You know, you got like you gotta decide what you wanna do. <laughs> and I go, I need you. This is you. You created this. You know, you listened to my crazy butt <laughs> to this whole journey. Yeah. And now, like, you have all these people asking, where are you at this day? Where are you at that day? Our phone's ringing. When are you going to go to Monterey? When are you going to go to Upper Ragsdale? When are you? And I go, I go, babe, like, you, you know? And she gave up her yeah. career and what she was doing to pursue what we're doing now and it's all because of her man yeah that's a big risk on her part as well big risk i mean big risk and and keep in mind it's not it's not easy man it's not no. easy well that wasn't her business it was yours you know so it she was, had well, a new one it was not my not even my business it yeah. was my vision yeah and my ideas <laughs> but she owns it yeah you know she owns it um she runs it and she manages it and all I do is just create. I'm just more of a creator and idealist. I mean, yeah, I guess the, of the, the whole thing. Person, yeah. And she's the one that honestly, this is why I um, I'm very thankful that you gave me the opportunity to share this because honestly, it's it's all her, man. Yeah, because well, if it wasn't for her backbone and her doing this, you know, listening to me or pursuing this and her love. For me, and what I was going through, I mean, this is wouldn't be possible. Cause she yeah. could, she could have just been like, "Hey, you know what? I'm not gonna do this." <laughs> yeah, that's a big risk. That's a big risk. I I, I think a lot of people and and it, it, to to be honest, if if she would have decided at that point that that wasn't her, that wouldn't have it wouldn't have been a bad choice. You know, it wouldn't have been a mean choice. It would yeah. it would have been a smart choice, actually. You know, yeah. it, the, it was a crazier or a more difficult choice for her to take that risk that she did. Yeah. And that's why, like, okay, yeah, that that's a, that's a good person. And that's, that's somebody that, hey, it seems to be working out so far. But uh, So far, it's going and it's going great. Uh, we got a lot of events coming up. Um, this Saturday we got a big event. We got Valentine's four. Uh, we got a uh, four course dinner. Oh wait, yeah, Saturday is the 49er game, right? We were gonna yes, bring, sir. yeah, we got, yeah, we got to bring that up right before we're about to wrap this up. But for sure, we have to bring bring that up. You will be open for that. I was curious myself because kind of early, right? It was on a one thirty. Yeah, one thirty brunch. And, um, we're open up for brunch on Saturday, so Saturdays and Sundays we're open up for breakfast at eight a.m. both days. Oh, and uh, we got brunch, you know, brunch mimosas. And then uh, uh, for this Saturday, we're going to be um, having uh, North Coast Brewing. They're going to come in. You buy a beer, your second round of beer, you get to keep the glass. So a nice coast, uh, North Coast Brewing glass. We're going to have micheladas, mimosas. Mimosas. Oh, yeah. Mimosas, no? Right, mimosas. mimosas. Yeah, so we'll have those. Mimosas. Uh, we have appetizer specials. So it should be a, it should be a great event. It's going to be fun. Oh, they do scrimshaw, right? Scrimshaw. North, North well, they Coast. do they do scrimshaw. They got um, they got oh, some brother, the Yeah, they're they got some awesome beers. Guys. Yeah, they're out oh, of San okay. Diego. Oh, okay. Yeah, hell yeah. 
So North Coast Brewing and that the game's at at one forty five, I think. So uh, one thirty five. Yeah. To, okay. On Saturday. And then we're gonna have burgers, bacon dogs. South. I mean, what was the address again? But everybody knows, dude. People you're from Salinas, like addresses don't matter. Like it's the Knob Hill Shopping Center, dude. Thirteen sixty six. Yeah, y'all know where that's from. If, if you're everybody not, if you Zest. don't know where that's from. You haven't lived here long enough. Um, but everybody knows where that's at. Sergio, once again, thank you for coming on. Sorry for keeping you so late on a weekday. No, thank you for having me, man. I, I, I mean, yeah, this it is a blessing to actually be on your show. I've been wanting to be. I'm gonna on go here. rub this in the face of all the newspaper people. Be like, ha 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 ha! <laughs> <laughs> Look at my interview. You need like three pages. Or listen to no, my interview. Two. Yeah, you could never get this. And you know what? I <laughs> there's no other. Um, I love to be able to tell these stories. Yeah, you know what? There's no one else. You're the first one, bro. I love to be. And people able have to. heard it, but I've never put it on. I'm busy on the internet. Internet, inter- internet, or any other type of platform. I'm telling you, we have millions and millions of potential listeners. <laughs> bro. Potential. They don't listen. You don't even know. Y'all gotta listen. No, you know no. what they probably do, but you don't know. A lot. I mean, we we get really good numbers, and it's a lot of people from Salinas, which I love. Uh, again, I, I we're not an international show. You know, we 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 don't try to sell ourselves out that. So I don't try to compare my download numbers to people that just do shows for general population. We do a show for Salinas, so and I believe we get really good downloads for that. And I get really great feedback. And again, shout out. Thank you for everybody. <laughs> Before we sign off again, at Salinas Podcast, you can follow along and shoot us messages. Um, we got great response. You can see I took a picture of uh, my grilled cheese tonight. I, that was my <laughs> that was my my pre my warm up meal tonight was actually Stoney's. Um, that's what's great about doing the show. Again, like I said, we got to do research. Dang, we got to do that research. Yep. And if that research involves eating delicious food, uh, but Sergio, yeah. thanks chicken again for coming right on. Yeah, here. chicken and waffles. You really can't get yeah. that in Salinas. Well, a lot of this eggs. stuff you really can't. And it's really well done. Look, if someone's got a mimosa right there. Chilaquiles. Boneless chicken. Oh, and chilaquiles. Yeah, we got chilaquiles. Um, I'm going to be doing menudo probably in the next couple of weeks on Sunday. Micheladas. So Manny, one of our, our, our cooks, he does some. Sinaloa style chelada mix. Chelada what? Chelada. You know, like Michelada? Yeah. The Clamato mm-hmm. Junction. He has a recipe that him and his dad oh. put together. And his dad actually is, uh, he's well known here in Salinas in Monterey County. Um, he had a restaurant in Old Town Salinas and then he he made the menu for a lot of restaurants here in Salinas. Oh, really? Yeah, he did for uh, Baker's Casino, Hacienda. Oh. Uh, they had El Camarón in Soledad. They had one here in Salinas. So his dad is well known. And I'm, I'm very fortunate to have that guy, man. Me and that guy have grown together. And then, um, yeah, he's been part of the team. And um, he has some bomb ceviches, man. If you want, you like ceviche, I'll be doing some ceviches this Dude, I was saw the... Um when I was there earlier, the surf and turf surf tacos, and turf tacos. Is, uh, that's Hondo tri- special. Tri-tip yeah. and fucking ceviche, dude. Have you ever had a Get barbecue? Have you had a barbecue <laughs> and you're in the backyard having a good time and you got tri-tip and you're like, I'm going to throw on a flour tortilla and then you're going to throw some salsa and then you, you see the, the, the ceviche. Have you had the crab and shrimp ceviche and you throw it on there with some avocado? 
that's a surf and turf. Yeah, food, man. dude, I saw that. Those are like, like backyard comfort here. food. So all these all these foods that we're putting together, or that we have served, is like stuff that we've had or we eaten and that we enjoy, and we want our customers to enjoy. And that's our whole purpose of you know Stoney's Tap House and Bistro. Yeah. Having good food. Well, and again, anyone listening, y'all can go check it out as well for yourself. Knob Hill Shopping Center. Uh, it says 11 to 9 here, but you said on the weekends it's 8 a.m., right? Yeah, Saturdays, breakfast and, at yeah, eight. Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, we are open now at uh, 8 a.m. on Saturday till 9. And on Sundays from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. And it's uh, Stoney's underscore Tap House. Oh, yeah, on Instagram. That's, a, that's yeah, Instagram. Yeah, it's, a, it's a new Instagram. As, again, yeah, Stoney's underscore Tap House. Uh, go follow them. We got a bunch of great pictures. I need uh, to upload more photos. Food. Or ribs. We got ribs, tri-tip, Ribs brisket, from 4 p.m. Wings. until they run out. Yeah, we and the ribs. Yeah, the ribs <laughs> go out quick, man. I was going to try uh, to ask, but I was like, I'm not even going to get embarrassed. at 7 p.m. asking if they have ribs we got philly cheese sandwiches barbecue pulled pork burgers uh one of the popular ones is the um green chili whiskey burger green chili whiskey burger yep it's with um little hash chili hash chili oh man that burger (laughs) yeah but that's us man all right handmade tortillas all all our sauces are made from scratch our barbecue sauces are made from scratch everything's made in-house it was um what comes out of the carts is amazing but what i had tonight because it's it's the same thing i had out of the carts it definitely seemed a little elevated a little more you know restaurant brick and mortar yeah i you got the right people on the fucking on the team got the right cooks yeah exactly yeah man it's a blessing to have these guys, man. I love these guys. These guys are bad. Hell yeah. All right. All right, Sergio. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you. Go visit. Go eat. You're going to love it. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Later.